The message you're about to hear is a production of the Word and Sound Ministry of the Redeemed Christian Church of God, Throne of Grace, Richmond Hill. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. God bless you as you listen to the transforming and inspiring Word of God. Oh, he died. And the children who were sitting by the bedside with him heard him saying, beautiful, beautiful. There was a radiance in his face. So they tapped him and they said, dad, what is beautiful? The man kept saying, oh, beautiful, beautiful. All I see is beautiful. And they said to him, Dad, please tell us, what do you see? The man said, I can't express what I see, but I see heaven. And what I can just say is beautiful. Paul said, I was caught up in the third heavens. But what I see, I can't express. I can't express. I want to express it, but it is beyond the description or expression of words. And he says, eyes have not seen, ears have not heard what God has in stock for those who love him. Brethren, I don't know why God has loved you so much and have loved me so much that he has decided to pre prepare a place that words alone can't even describe. Words can describe. Friends, if we have to worship him for eternity to eternity, this is more than enough. One more time, lift up your voice and just give him thanks. Just give him thanks. Father, we thank you. 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 Receive our thanks. Receive our praise. For in Jesus' mighty name, we give thanks. Jesus, mighty name, we give thanks. Once more again, turn to somebody to your left, to your right, and they walk them warmly into the presence of God as you have your seats. Those watching online, thank you for connecting with us this morning. The Lord bless you. We thank you for joining us, fragrance of life. The Lord bless you richly. Thank you, Dick and Eddie. The Lord bless you. Mark chapter 7 and verse 37. I'm going to be speaking briefly this morning, in the next couple of minutes, on the lifestyle of thanksgiving. Mark Chapter 7 and verse 37. Let's not forget that Friday we're going to be having Christmas carol service. It's going to be a powerful time. Don't miss the service. And let's come inviting people. I trust that God will visit each and every one of us mightily in the name of Jesus. And then on Sunday as well, we're going to be having a special Christmas service. 
We're having all the royals, the Blaze Church, the New Flame. We're going to be ministering to us. We're going to be celebrating Jesus. Um, if you come in early, between 9, there's going to be a photo booth at the entrance uh, where we're going to be having some Christmas, nice Christmas collections. So if you have, um, you want to come with your family and take a nice Christmas photo, um, um, please come and uh, be a part of that. We're going to be borrowing the services of um, Mosu on that day. I saw the photographs that Mosu took. I didn't, I'm also sorry for putting you on the spot. And I said, wow. So Mosu is going to be shooting powerful photos that day. Mosu, sorry, I didn't, know, I didn't know that you were a powerful photographer until I saw some of the photos you took. And I said, wow, 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 wow. God's, God, God's talents. Hallelujah. Mark chapter 7 and verse 37. The people were astonished. They were absolutely beside themselves. Astonished beyond measure. And they began to declare, everything he does is powerful. He even makes the deaf hear. The mute speak. Thanksgiving is not just something that we do because we've just we're coming to the end of the year. A lifestyle of Thanksgiving is not a national holiday like we have in Canada where we say oh, it's a Thanksgiving day. So every November, the second Sunday or so, there's a Thanksgiving day. Monday declared. We eat chicken, we eat big turkey. Some people even start to marinate the turkey, you know, 24 hours before. <laughs> thanksgiving is a lifestyle. It's a lifestyle. It's an act of giving thanks to the one to whom deserves our thanks. It's an expression of worship. That's what Thanksgiving is. It's an expression of gratitude. Thanksgiving is a language of heaven. It's a language of heaven. It's the way of life in heaven. Because they see the magnificence of this great God. They see the awesomeness of this great God. They see the beauty and the aura of, of, and, and the splendor of this great God. And they can't help but to say thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, the atmosphere in heaven, friends, and which is the same atmosphere that God wants us to bring into our homes, is the atmosphere of continually being able to say, thank you. When the chips are down, thank you. When the goings are good, thank you. When life is rosy, thank you. When things don't seem to be adding up, thank you. The, the Bible tells us, that if you read through scriptures in the book of Revelation, you realize that there are different categories of beings in heaven. And if you look, if you look at the book of Revelation, reading from verse 4, the scripture first tells us of four special beings that stand in the presence of God. And the scripture tells us in, in verse 8 that these four living creatures that have various descriptions, they do not rest night and day. In verse 8 of the book of Revelation chapter 4, what do they do? They're just bowing down. They're saying, thank you. Thank you. 
Thank you. Thank you. The scripture says they will cry, Holy, Holy, Holy Lord God Almighty, who was and is and needs to come. You see, when they make these proclamations or affirmations or declarations, in other words, expressing their words of appreciation to God, do you know what the other elders? Because the Bible tells us that apart from the four living creatures that are in the presence of God, there are 24 other elders who are before the throne. The scripture says that what they do is that once these living creatures declare praise and appreciation to God, these 24 elders, they do what? They go before the presence of God. In Revelation chapter 4 verse 10 down to verse 11, the scripture says they fall down before the face of the master. Before the him that sits upon the throne and they begin to worship. And they begin to declare. And in verse 11, the scripture tells us what they begin to say. He said, they begin to declare you are worthy to receive power, glory, honor, majesty. He said, for you created all things and all things created. And so they begin to exalt this great God. Now, now guess what? It's, it's as if it, it's just a rehearsal for the next things to come. The four creatures, they start to praise. The next 24 elders begin to magnify God. Then suddenly, an innumerable company of angels begins to do what? Now look at what they began to begin to say in the book of Revelation chapter 7 and verse 11. Down to verse 12. Then the angels stood around, who stood around the throne, and the elders, and the four living creatures, all put together. In other words, every host living in heaven, they fall to their face. Mind you, bowing down before the face of God is a sign of thanksgiving. We're going to get there as we proceed. He said they fall to their face before the throne, and they did what? And they worship. And in verse 12, look at what they say. Say, thanksgiving must have words that you bring. Amen. Blessings and glory and wisdom and thanksgiving and honor and power and mind be to our God forever and ever and ever. And, and as if it were as though they're saying, hey, who else is left out? Is there anyone else left out? Then suddenly the scripture tells us in, in, in Revelation chapter 7 and verse 9 that the, a great multitude of people, and that's where you are, that's where I am. He said, a great multitude of people. He said, after this, I looked, John, writing the account, and behold, a great multitude which no one could number of all nations. Canada included. Whatever nation you are represented, you are watching from included. Every tribe, whether you are Yoruba, Igbo, Hausa, minority or no minority, major or minor. Peoples, tongues, standing before the throne. And every one of us, whether you are seated here right now or you are standing here right now, you are before the throne of heaven. And the Bible says... Before the throne and the lamb who was clothed and with palm branches and on and on. And the scripture says they begin to do what? They begin to cry in verse 10. Salvation belongs to our God. 
the one who sits upon the throne, and they begin to give thanks. Friends, the culture in heaven is a culture of thanks. It's a life of thanks. It's a life of ever bringing appreciation to God. If, if God were to open our eyes, one of the things I've been praying lately is, oh Lord, please open my eyes. Let me just see a taste of the greatness of who you are. And every time that a small flicker of thoughts comes into my heart as to who this God is, I cringe that a man mortal like me, like you, can be called to serve, to worship, and even give thanks to this God. This is beyond description. This is beyond what words can say. But it's a special privilege that God has called you and I to be worshippers of this great God. The course of the week. I sat down and some thoughts started just running through my mind. The first question is, who am I? Who am I? And I decided to write, formed from nothing. Yet his hands wonderfully made me. Born little, weak, defenseless. Yet his hands preserved and defended this little one. Defended from cruel hands of sickness and disease. From the cruel hands of wickedness and death. His hands raised nurture. And gave me beauty and glory. Who am I? Weak, poor, miserable. Yet love adopted me, adopted you to the greatest of all, the king of all kings. Who am I that you paid such a great ransom for my sin? Who am I that you died a miserable death for me? And you gave me eternal life, a future, and a hope. Who am I that empty vessel, a mere mortal, ash, dust to dust, they say, has been adopted into this great family of God? Who am I? That you made me rich, gave me hope, gave me glory, gave me eternal life, gave me a mansion in heaven. A place where the walls and the foundations thereof are made of precious stones. Who am I that you so much so cared and placed me in a place where the streets are made of pure gold, like transparent glass. Who am I that you gave me a home with the king of all kings, the Lord of all lords? What kind of love is this? What kind of love is this? What a privilege. What an eternal glory. Undeserved, yet thankful. Unmerited. 
yet forever grateful. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Wonderful God. Friends, all through the week my heart has been bleeding. I know my heart has been bleeding because sometimes I look at my life and I realize that as so with many others, we don't give him thanks enough for what he has done for us. We live in a world that's an ungrateful world. The Bible says in 2 Timothy that in the last days, challenging times will come. He said people will be ungrateful. People will be unthankful. Now look around and I find that even in, Christ, in Christendom, we find a number of us ungrateful and unthankful. And if you look closely, you, you realize maybe, maybe God is pointing you out and asking you, are you really grateful for all that I've done for you? You're grateful. If you look closely, maybe you can see some signs of ungrateful ingratitude in your life. And I, as I began to search myself in the course of the week, I was asking myself, Israel, are you proud? Ingratitude doesn't shout out. It doesn't. Something we say, oh, you, you, you. sometimes people can say, hey, you're ungrateful. But see, most times when we look at ourselves, we, we say, oh, we are cool. We're just good. Pride, for instance, doesn't shout out. If somebody who tells you that you are proud, you say, no, 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 I don't think so. I'm not proud. I'm not proud. I'm not proud. But see, but when you begin to think that your own hands gave you the things that you have, what is that? Arrogance and pride. When you think, oh, I'm just smart, that is why I'm where I am. It is pride that makes people not to talk to God and be grateful to him. Some people will say sometimes, oh, 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 what, what, what has your God done that I, I, my system, my society, my strength, my ability, my achievement can achieve for me? It's pride. 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 We glory in our abilities, in our strengths, in our capacities, in our skills. Skill is good, but somebody gave it to you. Are you bitter? And the same questions I was asking myself in the course of the week. Are you bitter? Those who are ungrateful tend most times to be bitter than hard-hearted. They hold on to the past hearts and cannot move on to further things or to better things. Are you bitter about somebody or what somebody has done to you and you can't let go? It may be you not acknowledging the fact that God allowed things and seasons to pass through your life for a purpose. Because of that, you become bitter. Meanwhile, God sent those experiences your way so that you can do what? Appreciate him and thank him. Joseph said to his brothers, I can't be bitter about you. I can't. God did it for a purpose. And I gave him thanks for that purpose. Everything you pass through, friends, is for a purpose. Are you bitter about your spouse, about your children, about your colleagues at work, about the experiences that God brought you to for a reason? All things, the Bible says, they work together for good. Are you a complainer? Oh, many of us are good at that. The Bible says, not complain, not some also complain in 1 Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 10. And we're destroyed. By the destroyer. Oh, I don't know what kind of child is this. 
But God gave it to him. Gave him to you. God gave her to you. I don't know what kind of wife or husband is this. God gave him. Gave her to you. Lord, I'm just tired of this job. God gave you that job. I don't even understand the kind of system. God brought you here for a purpose. The children of Israel said, Lord, how come we've been in Egypt? We're eating bole, cucumber, rice, crisps, crisps, all manner of things. We're taking double-double in the afternoon and enjoying big team, all the things we take. But, but how come you said you're taking us to the promised land? I, I thought that when we move out from this place, it would be all rosy, easy, easy, easy going. But Lord, you brought us to this wilderness to kill us, to kill our children. They were just talking. But the Bible says, God said, I heard what you said. Sometimes we carelessly talk. We don't know that heaven is hearing. And we just think it's just normal talk. Be careful, friends. Because God is hearing. He's hearing. He's hearing. May God not destroy us because of the words of our mouths. Sometimes even the touch of our hearts is a loud complaint before the ears of God. Some people, it's just in the heart. Just in the heart. Are you un unappreciative of the things that God is doing in your life? Are you jealous? Lord, you did it for so and so person. How come you have not done it for me? Do you find yourself constantly feeling jealous over others for what you lack or what it is that have not happened to you? Are you discontent? Are you negative? Negative about everything. Uh, divine repositioning. Uh, we've been hearing it for a long time. January now, they'll come up with another slogan. Ah. Are you negative? Your life must be full of thanks. Because that is what heaven expects from you. That's what they do in heaven. And that's what we, we ought to do. That's what we ought to be invested in. That's what our lives ought to be. We've, we've got to give our lives totally and completely to the acts of thanksgiving. I think it was Andrew Crouch that said, how can I say thanks for all the things you've done for me? Things so undeserved, yet you gave to prove your love for me. Even the voices of a million angels cannot express my gratitude. Can that be your song? Can that be your story? Will you be able to every time at all times in the seasons of your life to be able to say, Lord, to God be the glory for the great things he has done. Because he, by his blood he has saved us. Salvation is the greatest package God will ever give to anyone. And I think I begin to draw this to a close. Salvation is the greatest package. Wrapped in salvation is eternity, eternal life. Wrapped in salvation is your mansion in heaven. 
wrapped in salvation. The Bible says in John 14, 2, it says, I go to prepare a place for you that where you are or where I am, you will be also. Salvation is a package that, I've, that guarantees you and I access into the life of God that is from everlasting to everlasting. And just in case you do not know, the place where God is prepared and is preparing for you, it's not like the streets of Toronto. It's not like any street you can compare. The most times, many people who have gotten a glimpse of it can not but have any other expression but to say beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. A man of God said one, gave us one story. He said there was a, a faithful sister in church who died. They locked up themselves and they said, this, this, this wonderful gift can't go, Lord. Can't go. Can't go. And they started praying, Lord, please bring her back. 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 And they prayed and they prayed and prayed for hours. Suddenly, the lady came to, back to consciousness, opened her eyes. I said, what is it? They said, hey, you've not finished your work. We want you here back. She said to them, we what I have seen, I'm not coming back. God will give you guys the grace to finish your own race. Close back her eyes, I went back. Eyes have not seen. Listen, friends, so sometimes we cry when people die. If they die as believers, they are in a much better place. If, if God were to permit them, they don't want to come back. Sometimes I joke with my wife. And I said to her, look, if I die, don't cry. Because I'm going to just go rock the beauties of heaven. You guys will just continue your suffering here. Because it's much better. But Paul said, for me to die is better. But, but for you, I just like to stay around because of you. There's so much glory ahead. There's so much beauty ahead. And this God has made that preparation for you because of his love for you. If he's done nothing else, I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm okay. When I began to read the description and the dimensions and the size of, of heaven by, by people who probably have been able to pen down based on grace, I said, wow. One city alone called the city of Jerusalem is almost as big as Australia and India put together. The dimension of it in terms of height is something else. So I was asking, Lord, so if the height of this place is about 1,200 or some cubic or whatever, 1,200 miles or whatever dimension that is written there, is it that there will be high-rise buildings as high and then some of us will stay in the penthouse? Or how is it going to be like? I can only imagine. I can only imagine. I can only imagine when before the master will see him face to face. 
And that's why Paul concluding says, eyes have not seen, ears have not heard. And that is why the 20 and the 4 elders in heaven, when they see the beauty and the glory of what God has done, they can but say, Lord, we thank you. Friends, what are you going through that can compare to the glory that is ahead? What, what are you going through? What are the struggles and the challenges right now? They pale. They are insignificant. They are nothing compared to the glory that is ahead. The Bible says that the glory that is ahead is far more better than anything we are going through right now. That's why if, if I were you, in spite of everything, I would say, Lord, I want to live to thank you all the days of my life. My friends, this must be a daily habit. Every day you wake up in the morning, there must be thanks welling from your mouth and your heart to say, Lord, I thank you. There must be a song in the midnight hour Saying, I love you, Lord. I love you, Lord. I love you, Lord. Because you see the picture of glory, you can worship. That is why when you come into a corporate place of worship, don't just sit down, lift up holy hands and worship. Fall before the face of God and worship. The Bible says of the leper, the book of Luke chapter 17 when God did a wonderful thing for him, the scripture says she shouted with a loud voice. In other words it was it appropriate when you begin to think about it, was it appropriate that somebody did something special to you? You want to just go whisper to the man's ear say ah, thank you. But before people the scripture says, you know in Luke chapter 17 down from 18 downwards or 11 downwards, he said she shouted with a loud voice. Shouting sometimes with a loud voice, even in the public place, is an act of worship, a recognition of the goodness of this God. As scripture says, she, with a loud voice, she glorified the Lord. There are seven Hebrew words for praise or thanks, and all of them are ways that God wants you and I to use, to honor, and to thank him. Seven of them. One of them is called Toda. Another was a thanksgiving choir. You're joining the host of heaven to bring your thanks unto God. The second is Barak, where you kneel before the presence of God. You're worshiping. You see, sometimes when you see people kneeling down and worship, don't despise them. They just bring in their acts of thanks and appreciation to God. The other one is tequila. One man of God said, please don't call it tequila. It's bringing your song unto God. A song of thanksgiving. The fourth is halal. In other words, to give thanks by being clamorously foolish. Sometimes you just shout, Praise God. Hallelujah. Something hits you and then the course of a public worship or a home and you just scream out, praise God. And people begin to wonder what's going on. 
That's your halal thanksgiving to God. That's where the word hallelujah comes from. So friends, when you shout hallelujah, you know what you're doing? You're just giving God thanks for who he is. Can somebody just give a God a halal thanks? The fifth one is Yada. You give thanks by extending holy hands to God. Paul writing says, let all Christians lift up holy hands and just give him thanks. You know, when you lift up holy hands to God, either in the place of worship, you know what you're saying? You say, Lord, I give it all. I give it all to you because you're all. You're it all. You're it all. Because the sixth one is Yama. Thanks. Where you use instruments to make melody unto God. And I see the, like, the best part of the Zama, Zama kind of worship or thanksgiving that I like is that you can, you can use your own mouth to make melodies unto God. The scripture says in the book of Ephesians chapter 5 verse 19, it says making melody, making music in your heart. In other words, you can just wake up in the morning and begin to say You're making melody unto God. You can play your own instrument with your mouth. With it from your heart. Making music as a sign of gratitude and worship to this God. Because the last one is giving a shout of thanks to God. It's done really well. You shout. It's amazing. You shout. It's been loving. You shout. You see his kindness. You shout. You see his goodness. You shout. They're wondering why are you shouting? Because of the goodness of God upon your life in the land of the living. And I've said to myself, Israel, as long as you live, even if God does nothing anymore, my life will continually shout your praise. Are there people in the house who want to say, Lord, thank you? Make up their mind that you're going to live a life of thanksgiving forever. Stand to your feet, wherever you are. What will it take you to live a life of thanksgiving forever? What will it take you? Ask the Holy Spirit to teach you. What do I need to do that every day there'll be thanks coming from my mouth? Holy Spirit, teach me. What do I need to do every day that my life will shout out your praise? Holy Spirit, teach me. 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 What is your name, Jesus? You alone deserve all the praise. I'd like us to worship. Thank you for listening to today's word and we believe you have been blessed. For further information, please visit our website at www.throneofgracecanada.ca or send us an email to info at throneofgracecanada.ca. The word works. Throne of Grace. 
transforming lives, establishing His kingdom.